welcome to Noisy Narratives, where we talk about our stories, cut through the noise, and get to the heart of what really matters. And I'm here today, and my name is Debbie Vallejo, and I'm here with... Christy Williams and Cindy Peek. And we have a wonderful mom, mentor mom. <laughs> Don't start Fridge. with mentor mom. Don't start that Old already. mom is fine. Old mom. <laughs> Old mom. <laughs> mentor sounds too burdensome, we've decided. Yes. But... Um, we're here with a wonderful, wonderful guest today, and Cindy Peak. We're so excited to have her. And so, um, actually, Christy is going to introduce her. Mm-hmm. So there well, you go. you did a great job with that, so that's good. That How about some background on Cindy? She's been at the church for 10 years. She's been married to Gary for how long? 22 years. 22 years. She'll be 23 this July. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Decided to keep him. We have we have stuck it out. Yeah, and go. we have plans to keep sticking. Good for you. <laughs> so, That's good. And yeah. you've got five kids. We do. What are your ages of your kids? So they are currently 20, 19, 17, 17, and 15. Do you have twins in the middle? We did. We um, had them all in about five and a half years. And mm, so... That's a lot. It was It was A lot, a lot. of diapers and bottles and crying. And for yes. you, I mean, not for yes. them. I'm just kidding. <laughs> all of that and then more. Yes, all of it. But yes, it was, it was one of those things that you don't really necessarily plan. But... Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, it, I say it was... Blurry. <laughs> yes, that's a good word. Of course, um, especially foggy. The, I'm sure. Yes, when the twins arrived, um, we had a three year old and an 18 month old, and so it was four kids, three and under, and that was that was blurry, but it was also mm. a blessing. So that's a lot. Yeah. Well, I got to know Cindy and Gary through their daughter Erin, who played volleyball for me. So who's I her coached, youngest? Yes, mm-hmm. who's her youngest? It's a freshman, right? Same grade yeah, as mine. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was fun. I enjoyed those conversations on the sideline. <laughs> and coaching Erin. She's great. So I look you're forward a great to coach, so Well, you're sweet. Um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to dive into this conversation with Cindy because she was going to offer wisdom and insight hmm. as her eyebrows go up and down. Yeah. But it is. It is. You, and she's involved in MOPS. She's a mentor mom in MOPS um, for a good reason. We've got a great MOPS group here. So let's just start off. What do you love about being a mom? So I would say the thing I love the most about being a mom is laughing with my kids and mm-hmm. um, and then listening to them when I remember I need to listen. That's been one of the things that I've had to grow through a lot um, over the years But because I prefer to talk a lot. Um, but I love it when we're just having giggling. I mean, when I, when I thought about this question, I thought, how do I even describe what I love about being a mom? Because there's days when I love all of it, and there's days where I don't like any of it. You know, like, That's true. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't like the responsibility. I don't like the questions. I don't like the late night conversations because I'm tired or I'm exhausted. I don't like not having the answers, you know. Mm-hmm. And so there's been a lot of um, me trying to figure out what do I love about being a mom? But then there's this whole list of things that I do love. You know, I love the laughter. I love, I love the deep conversations. I love late night conversations. You know, there's the, it just depends on the day and who I am that day, really, mm-hmm. about what I love about being a mom. So, so the, like you said, you have joys and pains in being a, in being a mom and raising five kids, mm-hmm. some in college. Yes, two in college, two in three college. in high school. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what do you, you've raised them here in Frisco, Texas. Uh, right. For the most part, we moved here when our oldest was in fourth grade, the middle of his fourth okay. grade year, actually. Okay. So in part of elementary, then all of the rest went through elementary, mm-hmm. middle school and high school. And mm-hmm. so many, like I like to say, level-headed moms are like raising kids in Frisco is hard. Yes. And being a Christian mom, raising kids in a very, I guess, they love things. Like mm-hmm. we're in a society that people value things more than they value 
godly things mm-hmm. or Christian things. Mm-hmm. How do you navigate that? How what have you seen? Ooh, that's a big one. That so, was on the list. I'm sorry yeah, about that one. I, that I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my notes. I don't have here that is. one. What over are here. some things <laughs> that you about raising kids in this society? There you go. Let me try hard. Um, well, I do think that there's a lot of added pressure to our kids, no matter what city you're in right now. I think it comes a lot from just social media, digital. I hate to use that as like a pat answer, but it's just true. I think that as parents, it's really easy to get caught up in it too. Especially, I think when we moved to Frisco, um, we were real planted. We were from our, we were in Arlington. That's where Gary and I met and started our whole family. And so, moving just an hour north, you wouldn't think there'd be a gigantic shift, I guess. But for me, the mentality was, okay, everybody up there has got it better and and like lives at this different standard than I do and I I'm not going to fit in and so then immediately I'm trying to figure out how to fit in and um I think it's real easy to not recognize it in ourselves as much when we're trying to like oh give our kids you know an easier path Mm -hmm. or um uh have them not have to suffer a consequence because maybe other kids don't suffer a consequence and so um I think even more than the material things it was that emotional kind of, um, I don't know, just foundation that I was trying to build in them that I kind of felt getting a little shaky sometimes when I was looking around me and thinking, oh, well, it's hard because they're coming to me saying, well, it's not like that at their house. And let me just say, kids are lie. <laughs> and so, As I mean, an educator, not, you not, know that too, yes, right? Yes, yes. I mean, not that they like intend to lie necessarily and on their this Their perception front. is often much yes. different than reality. Yes, really. and even a kid yeah. when they're talking about their family, like, oh, my mom will let me do that. And, you know, and, the, and then my kid hears that and my, their kids. And so it's it can become a whole thing where all of a sudden you have a, a completely wrong perception of how other families do it but then that's a burden on you because you think oh well I can't be the one family that's not doing it that way and so it really it really became um interesting for me to kind of refocus myself and say okay what's what's my goal here is my goal to raise kids that um that stand out for the right things or that are just kind of going along with the crowd you know and and um but then and does that put its own burden on you as a mom? It like, does. It does because you think that you've got to control all things, fix all things, adjust all things. But I, I think that um, that's when I really started saying, okay, like I, I don't – I started reaching out to other moms that I felt like were, um, you know, ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, like either mm-hmm. they'd already been there because they were, their kids were older than me or older than mine or um, – people that were in it, in the trenches with me, but that I trusted their, just their background or where they were coming from, you know, um, that it would come from a place of like, um, faith in what God had for them, you know, or mm-hmm. how I should pivot in what we were doing at our home. So what are you, some of your one line, I'm sure you've got some good one liners for your kids when they're like, <laughs> Hey, so-and-so has a phone and everybody has a phone and I don't have a phone or, so-and-so gets to go out to the mall on Friday nights, and you know what I mean? I'm sure you've yeah. got some good one-liners. Well, they're mostly one-liners that came from my parents that I said I would never say. Oh, then let's share them. And now you find yourself yeah. saying them. <laughs> but I repeat regularly, and I'm sure my kids one day will as well. But, uh, you know, just typical things like, um, well, you know, if, if you think that it'll be better there, I can call them up and maybe... 
they can be your parent for the day or, you know, because I, you know, I'm sure that everybody's just dying to have another teenager in their home or another, um, or, um, well, that's, you know, I, I'm not their parent. They, I don't make the decisions for them. And, you know, fair is a place where we get a good corn dog and funnel cake. So don't talk to me about fair, you know, that's, why, um, that's probably so, my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's all about, you know, equal does not mean the same. That's, equal does not mean the same. It does not mean the same because what's, what, um, Equality for you, you know, may look different than equality for me based on where we're coming from, what we're working with, and all that kind of stuff. So, so when you say that, your kids just roll their eyes like, "Oh yeah, oh, God, oh, really, yeah. mom? Okay, whatever." Yeah. Oh yeah. No, they don't. They're not like, "Oh, mother, thank you for your insight." <laughs> That's exactly. Yeah. So, in that kind of way of thinking, what are some things that have come across that you would go, "I would like to redo that. I would like to redo that situation, or mm. redo that punishment, or redo <laughs> whatever." What's on your redo list as a mom? So, um, so many things, um, but. It all boils down, I think, to one major thing, which is listen more, talk less. Um, that uh, stood out to me earlier when you were talking about learning to listen to your kids because you yeah, like to talk. So how I did that do. process happen where you learned to listen more? Well, um, it's still happening. I think that it's um, that's just going to be an ongoing personality thing that I have to learn to um manage but can i interject real fast mm-hmm. because there's a big change when you're parenting little people where you are talking all the mm-hmm. time don't do this don't touch that why are you sure. doing that what's going on and so then there's a shift that happens that you don't realize till they are out of it and they're like why are you still talking you should be listening yes. like you don't need to be telling me what and that's hard it's a very good point because um yeah, when they would start telling me things that I was like, oh, wait a second, I'm, I'm not listening to you. You're right, you know. So I think that I, so to, to kind of just give you a really quick synopsis, when my dad um, was, he passed away in 2012. And when he was sick, you know, I'd go over and I'd chat with him or sit with him or talk with him and stuff. And, um, and one of the things, you know, I would say like, you know, what's something that your dad taught you that you know you really want to pass on or something because we knew that he wasn't he wasn't going to be with us much longer and he said he so my dad always said you have um god gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason and he would he would just kind of smirk at me because he knew (laughs) i mean my dad was good with the smirk let me tell you you know but it's all in love you know but he knew his audience and he knew that uh, he was like so this is what i'm passing on to you cindy and um and it was necessary i needed to hear that because there is so many times where i'm like okay like or people tend to um come to me and want to talk and or ask my advice or things like that and so I've gotten really um like okay well here it is you know and I just kind of give them all of these things and my kids were like you know at some point like you said there was a shift that happened where they were like yeah but now I need you to hear what I'm saying you know Mm -hmm. and and so it's become a thing where I've tried to make it more about me I stop having the conversation in my head because I'm already try- I've, I'm forever trying to come up with what I'm going to say next based on what they're telling me now, which means I'm not really listening. listening yeah. And so, um, and that was hard for, that's really hard for me to do. <laughs> it's hard for all of it. But then my, another question I have though, because I think that's what's hard as a mom of preteen, mm-hmm. teens, college, everything you're in, is as you're listening, if you're not in agreement, where's the line between just listening and going, okay, I can see that, or agreeing to, or interjecting your own thoughts. Like, where do you decide that influence starts? Like, how do you know? When do I speak up? 
when do I be quiet? Is so, that one of your redo moments? That well, there's quite a few of them, like I said. So, <laughs> but that um, means you've learned, right? You well, can now share your wisdom and with I'm the rest. Still of us. learning. <laughs> We're all in process. Believe me, I'm a work in progress. Um, so one of the things that I am trying to do currently, because again, this is something that really, even though my dad passed away in 2012, like he gave me that little nugget of wisdom, but it's been marinating, and the Lord has had to work on me a lot to get me to a place where I'm actually bending to it. Um, because I was just so not sure that I had the right answer, but sure that like I had a righter answer than I did. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, and your mom, so I get to, and I'm a mom, uh, yeah. so listen to me. So, yeah, um, totally. But I think that, um, when my kids are talking to me about their feelings, um, I tried, I'm trying to let them kind of get it out because me telling them that their feeling is wrong is not appropriate. Me explaining why their perception of something happening in the world might be skewed, I think is sometimes my role because, um, because maybe I've been in that situation before and just said, you know, well, sometimes, you know, when I'm feeling that way, it's because this over there here has happened. Um, if they're speaking just falsehoods, <laughs> mm-hmm. then, um, I let them talk. Um, I'm trying not to be an interrupter anymore. Um, that was kind of a key thing for me as I would kind of cut them off. Um, but, um, I would let them finish and say, you know, I hear what you're saying, but this is what I know to be true. And I really want them when I know it's true to feel that same, um, weight of that truth, but that's not always going to be the case. And I've had to come to a place of peace on that. Mm-hmm. So what's a redo? Um, so what a good example. She's wanting like real life, tangible that's example. Christy's wanting specific, yes. but it is your kids. So it you is can't be careful. You, we don't know which one. You have so many. We don't know. They won't know. Well, um, I'm not going to be totally specific because yeah. my kids do have a lot of friends um, that I think parents will know who I'm talking about. Okay, well, then so. generic, but somewhat like a situation. Um, so I, I, we have come into some situations as they've grown and um, matured and um, received education from countless different sources or, or had their own emotional you know, situations that have maybe been really hard on them that they've um, questioned their faith or they've mm. questioned um, uh, maybe even just God's goodness, God's goodness, mm-hmm. biblical truth. And and um, so those things I feel that I can speak very forthrightly about, you know, like truth is truth. The Bible is inerrant and they don't always necessarily agree with me. Mm-hmm. And that's when, you know, um, Debbie and I talked about this quite a bit a few months back about, you know, I can try to be my kid's Holy Spirit, but I'm not. And every time I try that, I'm I'm manipulating the situation really for to make me feel better. Like I'm trying to control their, their spiritual growth. And they're not going to grow through something if their Holy Spirit's me because they have to be worked on by the Holy Spirit. When they receive Christ, they didn't receive a junior-sized version. They received the whole Holy Spirit that I have. So there's no reason I should question his work on them and what he's doing, even if it looks different than what I want it to look like. So how do you let that go? How do you go to a place 
I mean, do you have to do that every day? Yes. I have to do it minute by minute sometimes. So do you lose sleep at night Mm -hmm. over those types of decisions? I do sometimes. I mean, I feel like that's when I'm... More recently, I have... Like I said, I've, it's been one of those things that this has not been an easy thing for me to let go of because it's been so, I guess, in a part of me that I didn't even recognize that now that I realize it, laying it down is hard mm-hmm. because it's like laying down part of my personality, mm-hmm. but it's not per- part of my personality that is um, God-driven because it's about control. It's about my anxiety. It's about my fear. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I grew up in a household where, you know, everybody was given the opportunity to make their own decisions, but I was very much a rule follower, and I wanted to do it right. I wanted to do it right the first time, and I wanted everyone to be happy. And so if anything I did made somebody unhappy, I was trying to change the, my situation or me or whoever else was messing with the situation to try to make it all right again. And um, I let that bleed over into my marriage, and I let that bleed over into how I parented. And what it's really done is create um, anxiety in me to a level that growing up, I would lose it on them, you know, if they went... You mean when your kids were growing up? Yeah. As a mom, you felt like you would lose it on them. Yeah. I mean, there's not even like a feel like it. It was a thing. Did. And okay. um, and it's it's something that that would be my redo, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, there's shame that I carry and guilt that I carry about how I um, behaved because I would fly off the handle over little things because it was like I'd watched maybe them go slightly left on something that I asked them to go straight on, you know, we're right. Oh, and yes. so, oh, yes. and just little things that I've been, but in my mind, I was like, if I let this go, Oh, I think it's the same thing. hill in a handbasket, you know, kind of thing. If it's and just this one, then it's going to be everything else. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I would even say that to them, you know, they'd yeah. be like, mom, you're so like, and I'm like, it's because if, we have to keep it all together. If we don't, then it's all going bad really fast. There's or even that one kid. Like, if you do this one little thing, then you're going to go this way your whole life. Versus, you can probably veer off here and not walk well, the line straight, but then you'll come back. And don't they need it? I mean, that's yes. the thing that I'm getting to now more than anything else is just that my kids, if if everything, like kind of we were talking about before, if I, I don't want to make the path straight for my kids, right? I want to make them ready for whatever path comes to them. You want to help them learn to be critical thinkers. They have to be critical thinkers. They have to be problem solvers. They have to be willing to look in the mirror and say, oh, yeah, I kind of, I veered when I, I went left when I should have gone right. and, And more than anything, that means that I need to be in prayer over the Holy Spirit working in their life, not how can I manipulate this situation so that they'll make the decision that I want them to make. Mm-hmm. And that's been that's been tough. One of my kids actually came to me the other day, and she goes, "Mom, can I ask you a question without it, you know, hurting your feelings?" And I was like, "Well, that depends." I was like, "We'll see." Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> so, I'll let you know. You're like, like now I'm a little bit scared. Yeah. Well, and you know, typically, it's a great that she feels comfortable even asking mm, you that, though. Well, and I have to say that they they've seen me get my feelings hurt and respond poorly mm-hmm. often enough that. You know, I could see there was intrepidation there with her, you know, from her. She was kind of like, ooh, you know, can mm-hmm. I approach this with you? And um, and I was like, sure. And she goes, I feel that. But but it was kind of one of those, like, backhanded compliments, but not. Like, she didn't mean it that way at all. She was just like, you know, I've noticed lately that you're you're much more patient and I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 
oh, that's that's not a good sign that like you don't understand. And so uh, how I could be more patient, which means I was way off track before. But, you know, so it gave me an opportunity to just talk to her about, you know, I, I about me working through this, about me working through my anxiety, my fear, my control issues and how me parenting them needed to look different because they were the Lord's first. So how, what did she respond to that? How'd she she, she to was that? like, wow. She goes, well, I've just really noticed it. And I just wonder how it can be so different. And I think that's, you know, I mean, that's a testament to the Lord, not me. Uh-huh. I mean, because right that is, I mean, my personality is to fix and control. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's what I want to, that's what I want to do. And, you know, I, I think I taught kindergarten because it was like, you're all little and I can tell you exactly what needs to happen. You know, and like it was very, you know, like we do things I have to this say, way. kindergarten teachers are amazing. They're, <laughs> amazing. A, they're an amazing <laughs> read. They because are. They I walk into those people. rooms and those, I mean, the room, the room looks seamless, at least the ones I've seen. Yeah. Like it runs and I was like a well-oiled machine. Oh, no, I'm sure you were. I but, think, but it lends itself to those personalities, I'm sure, yes. because that's what makes you guys so good. Like it, it is about being um, a kindergarten teacher. Routine and and structure and all that. And, and that's what I like. as well yeah. and details and specifics. And so would you have then called yourself, like we have all these labels, you know, mm-hmm. helicopter mom, lawnmower mom, you know, the right. ones where you mow the road instead yeah. of <laughs> jumping in again and we actually just yeah. like mow the lawn so they walk on a smooth path kind of, would you have labeled yourself as anything like that or? So probably not outwardly. I was going to say, but maybe looking back. Yeah. <laughs> so n- um, I don't think people would have thought that of me. You know, like, there's some people that, like, my my kids are like, oh, that's a helicopter mom. You know, but, like, I don't know necessarily that other kids, well, they might have, because no telling what my kids told their their friends. But I think that other parents and other moms probably didn't see me that way, because I was really good at adjusting who I was out of the house and to what the expectation was, and then um, losing it unnecessarily in the house when the only people that were there to see me were my people. Mm -hmm. And so it's, and again, I'm, it's, it's regretful. I mean, and I can stay in that place of guilt and shame. And I have for a long time talking to my kids about it now. It's really interesting because they'll say things like, I don't remember it that way, oh. you know, and that is the Lord. <laughs> yes. Because and you know I, your guilt is not of the Lord. No. Yeah. Guilt and shame is Satan's no. tool, right? Yes, he wants to keep sure. us quiet. I mean, even and me it's being pretty, here today. It can be paralyzing, right? Absolutely. Even yeah. me being here today is a gigantic thing because I keep, I mean, and <laughs> I, I didn't want to come. I don't want to mm-hmm. talk like this because I know that if anybody had seen behind the curtain, you know, they'd be like, you have not a leg to stand on, you know, because that's just there. But that's what would the you guilt tell? and shame that Satan wants to hold mm-hmm. over Absolutely. Me, so. And what? so that being said, though, our stories and our lives benefit others, right? Right. So that, you know, being told if you were to, if someone's listening and they're like, I'm totally identifying with this. Mm. I have all my kiddos out. They look great. Our family's great. And then we go behind closed doors and I struggle with my patients. Mm-hmm. I struggle with my fear. I'm losing it mm-hmm. in my house, in my home. I don't want to do that anymore. What would you, what are a couple of nuggets you could give them? Where would you, what would you tell them, like, first place to go? So it's really funny because when um, people would see us out when my kids were little, um, they would say things like, oh my gosh, you have five kids, you must be so patient. As if, like, <laughs> that creates patience. And so 
it doesn't. <laughs> He's like, no. Um, or um, you must be such a great mom to have all these kids, which, again, like, that's not that's so not how. It's like exasperates your patients. Exactly. Who, who well, would put five kids with? You must be paid. I'm sorry. You don't. No, no. And it, it, it's just funny, though, because, like, there's this perception that we have that, like, if you have more kids, then you must be a good mom. Like, that's not how God doles out kids, right? And so <laughs> it's yeah, not like, true. oh, look, you're awesome. I'll give you 20. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, I mean, like, I, we are blessed that we have these five kids, but that's not because we did anything in order mm-hmm. to receive those five, you know, that's special. True. And so um, I um, would say that one of the traps I found myself getting into when it was when my kids were younger, especially, was um, thinking, "Oh, I really like what they're doing. I'm going to do that. Oh, and I really like what they're doing. I'm going to do that." But then all of a sudden, I had like twenty going to do that's, and oh, that's overwhelming. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, like if I can, you know, wake us up like this in the morning, then we'll have a better day. But then I have to make sure that I do it like this in the evening. And that, I mean, I would just have all this this list of things that were going to make it better. And instead of, I think, going and, I mean, it's great to, to ask people what they do. It's great to, to read books and things like mm-hmm. that and to, and to, you know, just reach out for information and guidance. But at the same time, you, you can't do all of it. Right. You know, like you have to pick the one that works for you and your personality and your needs. And so I had to let go of um, the need for um, them to all be dressed perfectly you know, like when we leave the house or something. I and that's, a, I got to admit, that's a hard one. It's hard because that's a hard especially one. when like. In here, I think they, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. Or they might, put, yeah, when they were little, you know, like they might put on crazy contract. And I have, you know what? We're all dressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not going to get our family picture made today. So let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to let go of um, them all needing to be doing something all the time. Like, well, my kids are involved in three different activities or this, that. I wanted to create a home where my kids liked to be home. Mm-hmm. And so that was more my intention instead of like, and I mean, granted, our kids did play sports and all that. And we did find ourselves running in different directions. But um, I think I'm not off track with your question. No, you're not. <laughs> I hope I'm not. The nuggets of like but, if they find themselves stressed out behind clothes, like losing it, like yeah, you were if saying. I'm, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, there were days when I remembered what my mom said. She goes, because my I grew up in a family where we were real spread out in age. And so I would call my mom and I'd say, I never remember you getting like this. You know, like I am so just frustrated and angry Mm. and I'm screaming. She goes, Cindy, I totally did. She goes, go in the bathroom, close the door, turn on the bathwater and just scream. That's awesome. And I was like, what? She goes, that's what I had to do. She goes, there were days when I was just too much for me. And I'm, now that may not be like... (laughs) the right way necessarily but there were days where I would do exactly that yeah. and I'd come out and I was just like I had to get a release now then the right way for me to handle these things for me to say I go in and I would pray and I would find my body but there were a lot of days that is not what I did you mm-hmm. know I I would take a walk outside um I would leave the room you know like oh, yeah. y'all sit right here I'm going in there and I would just spend 10 minutes um doing something that I needed to do that would feed me or 
I would just sit quietly and just kind of try not to replay everything in my head because Mm -hmm. that's when the devil would go to work on me. Like, oh, well, remember you said this, then you did this and all of your screw ups or, oh, your kid did this. So they're, you know, they're on the wrong track and it's Mm -hmm. all your fault. And because even for you, like things, I mean, I had three, so I had three and and they're close, Mm -hmm. three in elementary, three in middle, three in high school. Mm -hmm. Just keeping up with their school mm-hmm. stuff alone in elementary. I was like, if I have another special day of mm-hmm. something else they're supposed mm-hmm. to wear, I think I'm going to lose my mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, But how did you do that, like, with five? Just keeping up, like, did that pile on the frustration is oh, making yeah. sure all their stuff was in a row with... Yeah. And I would say that's when I had to say, okay, what works for us? And so... Um, when, and I remember when my, and then I would have to talk to my kids about work with like how it was feeling for them, right? So not every, so you wouldn't participate in everything at school, like even then. No, like it. I mean, we participated in a lot of things because yeah. you know they all had different what they liked, but their mm-hmm. personalities were so different that like some of them were more interested in being at everything and and doing all the dress ups, mm-hmm. and some were like, "Do not put me in something yes, crazy. I house. do not want to be." Seen. <laughs> so you listen to them. You didn't battle that. See, that's no. good. I mean, that's like, one battle that I was willing to lay down. Like, I wonder if you, you didn't lose your mind things. as much. I wonder if the kids think you didn't lose your mind as much as you think you lost your mind. <laughs> well, because it sounds like you like let them. If they're not yeah. comfortable getting dressed, you didn't make them do it. If they didn't want to go do it, if they did, you honored that. You went to and the store. And I know moms that make them do everything. Purple shirts. Like, that they wanted. I mean, but yeah. it's not like you were already kind of letting some things go a Sometimes bit. I was. I mean, I'm positive that we had days where I was like, listen, we're all going to do the, yeah. we don't, we say no to drugs thing because we say no to drugs, That's you know, right, and yeah. if we don't show up in our red shirt, then they're going to think we say, yes. we say yes to drugs. <laughs> so, who knows? I mean, sorry. I, I had a laugh No, that it's true. Cute. I hate to say that. That's, but that is the truth. Like I, I would, <laughs> I wish I could say I was more consistent than I was, but I'm just not, I'm kind of a, I, I'm really good with structure when structure's needed, and then when it's not necessarily needed, I might be a little too lax, and then, you know, I kind of let things slide one day, and then the next day I may feel like it has to be completely buttoned up, and mm-hmm. and so, you know, there's probably a, a name for that, too, but... Um, <laughs> it would be a good let, name, whatever it is. If you're be, a psychologist, a please call in. And, um, <laughs> just, um, so, um, I, I think that, for me, one of the main things was figuring out what worked to keep my sanity in place... And then if it didn't jive with the kid, then trying to pivot in a way that made sense for them, but still didn't take my sanity. Like, for instance, my oldest son, when he went to sixth grade, that's a big jump. That I is mean, a huge jump. Ooh, You're right. That's going from jump. fifth to sixth grade mm-hmm. is big. And, going from um, two or three teachers to eight. And it's yes. really big for the oldest in your family. Totally. Yes, because they've never one. seen anybody yes. do it. Yes. It's big and for you. the parents. Yes, you yep. as a parent. Because and, true. and I tell Hayden... I was like, babe, you're a guinea pig. You know, he, uh-huh. <laughs> he's not right. a 20-year-old. And, and there's things that I am much more relaxed about now with our 15-year-old than I was with him when mm-hmm. he was that age. Mm-hmm. And and that's unfortunate for him in some ways and probably unfortunate for her in some ways. Yep. You know, like there's not really but totally a, and absolutely normal. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, when Hayden went to sixth grade, one thing in particular, managing all of the things, right, all the paper, all the classes, all the things, I was like, perfect system we'll get you an accordion file each class you just have to all your homework will always go in the front mm-hmm. we went through this whole thing well actually we started with colored folders and and it, by christmas he was just like i yeah. can't do the color folders yeah, anymore and so that's when we had to pivot right and i was like but because the color folders were my way in the morning it's all red in the afternoon it's all blue you know or whatever and he was like i cannot and so luckily he said that 
and I it happened to be a day I was listening, and so we figured out. <laughs> I love that you threw that in. I happened to listen that day. You never know, because there could have been four other things happening that I decided to put my attention on. But we decided to pivot and make a different system for him, and so um, and that worked better for him. Then I tried to implement that system with the next child, and they're like, um, "Excuse me, no, mm-hmm. like I need color folders." And, I need, and so yes. I think that that's been a um, learning curve for me. It's just, I mean, like I always knew my kids were all different. And that they're all going to function differently. But then allowing them to function differently has been has been an adjustment for me. And, and it's interesting you say that. I think that is a huge point, though, as a mom, is not only handling the things you're saying about yourself that you need to look at, some soul-searching, but also identifying that every kid is different. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had to pivot with different... I mean, you're saying all that and identify with all of that totally. Mm-hmm. So if you're a mom listening right now to middle schoolers, I mean, and you've got several, they're all going to be different. Same mm-hmm. with high school, like the yes. A-Day, B-Day thing. Yes. I had one kid that needed one system for that. Mm-hmm. I want an A-Day binder and a B-Day binder. Mm-hmm. They didn't want their stuff. And I another one going, no, because I'm going to take the wrong binder the wrong day. <laughs> so they want one <laughs> binder the whole semester, mm-hmm. and then they'll change it out at yeah. the end. And so it worked different for different. You got to let them pick, right? It's there. You got to let them own it. Absolutely. And then they have to own the consequence of it as well, which I think is one of the things that um, that we we've gotten better at. But like giving them opportunities all along the way, and I would say especially starting this part in elementary school where it's safe. You know, like it's a safer version of all consequences at that point, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, but it's like having the chance to earn something, do something um, and earn the positive consequence of it. But then also allowing them to have some sort of failure, you know, Mm -hmm. so that they have and the natural consequence that comes from that. And um, because I think that if we if we do more of that when they're little and let them see the the natural outcomes or of both the positive choices that they make and the negative choices that they make, mm-hmm. then they're more likely to try to make more positive choices in the future. It feels better, right? I mean, like, and so, um, because when they get to middle school, and I think in middle school, that's the biggest chance to kind of take your hands off the schooling part of it, especially because in high school, you're really mostly hands off. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, now we get... 42 emails because we have mm, three kids in high know. school and I'm, yeah. I don't even know which kid it is for. You know, yeah. I'm like, who has this teacher? One of my favorites is when it comes in, they're like, so-and-so is missing and you screenshot it. You put it on the family group text. Totally. Whose kid is it? <laughs> Whose teacher is it? Right. Yes. Hand comes up. Yes. Okay, thank you. That's so right. I text about that right I'll, there. I'll think yeah. I know and I'll send it to one kid and they're like, nope, not me. And right. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I should have just outed this to the whole family. <laughs> that would have been easier. Because it's going to be outed at the dinner table anyway. So why not talk about it now? And they all talk about it with each other half the time before I you know and Mm -hmm. so yeah I was trying to you know keep it relatively discreet and they're always like no and I sent it to the wrong kid anyway I was like well that didn't work (laughs) it's a joy being a family there's nothing discreet that's the joy there is very little that will go under the radar especially if you're a smaller house our house isn't that big so pretty much everybody knows everything yeah um so if you know kind of thinking through your own spiritual growth then which you've talked about a lot just Mm. giving stuff up to the Lord um, what would you say is something um, that you would, if you were talking to some moms, you know, and they're concerned, and you're saying it's hard to take care of your own walk with the Lord when you've got little people pulling mm-hmm. on you all the time? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, what would you suggest or what do you think? I think that the biggest thing that probably we struggle with as moms is our identity, right? Because our identity, I mean, for me, I went from, excuse me, being Mrs. Peak, the teacher, to, I mean, I was Mrs. Peak, the wife first, but, you know, Gary's wife when we go to business things because to Mrs. Peak, the teacher, to mom, you know, or so-and-so's mom. And um, while I love that, it almost could lead to an identity crisis because all of a sudden I'm like, well, I think that I had like interests and things that I enjoyed doing, you know, individually and personally and growth wise. But now all I can think of is how can I parent this child in the best way possible so that they grow, they're healthy, they learn, you know, all of the things, right? And so suddenly I became very, so focused on um, their, on who they were becoming that I forgot that I was still becoming too. And so, um, because like we said, you know, right, we're not finished. God's never going to be done opening my eyes to things that I need to work on, um, adjusting my path. Um, redirecting my spirit and so I have to be willing to find it there and I struggle with self-worth I always have it's been and it's odd because I grew up in a family that cheered me on you know and and but I never felt worthy of it and so um, I think that because of that then I was constantly questioning well I can't be a great mom because I don't, I'm not a great, I'm just not great, period, you know. But if I can find my identity in Christ and what he's doing to shape me and to mold me and not to look at my downfalls or my faults as um, necessarily my, not to look at them as hindrances as much as growth opportunities. Because, <clears throat> which means you don't dwell in them, you don't sulk in exactly. them, you don't stay in bed because you did something wrong, you deal with it and then you move on. I try, that's what I'm doing now. Yeah. I, but before I couldn't sit and sulk too long. I couldn't go to bed <clears throat> with them because I had five people outside the door. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gary didn't, Gary traveled a lot and there was, especially when they were little. And so there was not, I didn't have an opportunity to necessarily remove myself from my life. And so that's where I think then I would have these blow ups, you know, because I'd be so, in freak out mode over what I felt like I wasn't doing right that um, instead of that that was my wallowing mm-hmm. you know my wallowing came out in anger or frustration oh, that's or a, good point. a blow up and so because I was just like it's not right it's not right I can't handle it I can't handle mm-hmm. it and so um, I'm trying to be more intentional in my conversation with my kids um, I'm trying to be more intentional when they were little one of the things we would do is and I recommend this to y'all, <laughs> anybody with small kids, get a, get a CD that plays scripture to music mm-hmm. and put it in your car and listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, as often as you can, keep your radio on some type of worship music because those songs, they get planted. You know, those yep. seeds mm-hmm. of truth, they get planted. And it's amazing the things that they'll still like 
pull up some random song from Veggie Tales or Hot Him in Your Heart and you know all these different things that we used to do. And Salty the Same Songbook yeah. and Cedarmont Kids yeah. and Yancey and all the all the favorites, all bullfrogs and butterflies. Right, all the but things. there's so much truth in that, there right? Are, and yeah. and it's truth that that they can absorb and use, and they'll never not need it. And then. Um, I was really intentional with I love yous and hugs and those kind of things. But now I have to be really intentional about respecting my kids' boundaries on that because some of them are less feely and touchy. And oh, that's good. I'm like very feely and touchy. Yeah. And so is my husband. And so, like, we, Gary and I, you know, I want to hug you. And sometimes they're like, I, I'm just not there right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm, that's been hard yeah. because I'm like, oh, no, like, you don't want me to hug you. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but and it's not about you. It's just about it's them. It's not. As, but we internalize it like, it's what? It's not. Exactly. Because I could tell them, I could tell my husband, I would, I'm not, no, not, yeah. not right now. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I can't do a hug right now. You know, I'm having an emotional day or whatever it is, and that's not what I need. But for them to tell me that, it was I would take it so personally. And so, but then they do it in other ways. You know, like they'll come and sit down and lean, you know, or they want to talk. Or, and I, late night conversations, they're real, especially for high schoolers. Oh, I think that you really have to have, and I think we were talking about this the other day, Debbie, but yeah. that you're, you have to be emotionally um, prepared <laughs> in your day sometimes to be ready to, for those late night deep conversations that you're like I'm tired and I want to go to bed and instead I'm going to yep. really listen and tune in because mm-hmm. you're ready and mm-hmm. you may not be ready tomorrow or I may nope. miss this and you know I've tried to give up coffee but I decided my kids high school years <laughs> was not the right time to do Wrong that mm-hmm. timing on that one for <laughs> because sure I have needed a few cups I mean mm-hmm. it's yeah I mean it's so I think, too, um, I listen to you. I just love the introspection. I think that's so awesome. And people that know you, you're so joyful and smiley all the time. I mean, you're just sweet and kind. And so what's interesting is to hear you talk about kind of some of the more internal struggles you've had. I think, again, it's all of us facing the reality that we don't always know what people are going Mm -hmm. through, right? Mm -hmm. We don't always know. So did you have, you were, you're talking about now some of these things you've been wrestling with. Did you have people you ever reached out to? Like, you said you called your mom. Like, mm-hmm. mom, you never went to the, Like, mm-hmm. did you have people you reached out to, or did you end up having to kind of, like, walk through this? It was you and God and, you know, the Holy Spirit and your cup of coffee in the morning. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, So back in Arlington, I had an accountability group, and um, we there were four of the girls and myself, and we would meet regularly. And that was really important. Our kids were all the same ages roundabout. And so um, that was helpful to me. I don't think anybody ever really knew, though, the kind of my dark side. You know, Were you scared to to kind of share that? Absolutely. Absolutely. No. I'm asking that because I totally get it. I am too. Like, I think most of us are, right? Oh, 100% scared. Because, number one, I been a teacher. I'd been in um, leadership in our church. I had all these kids. Um, People would come to me for advice. I was, you know, married and I was a Christian. And so I couldn't be angry. I couldn't be. You couldn't be a hot mess. No, no, absolutely not. And, um, and, you know, and I was raised in the church. And so I think that comes from kind of a long history of that Maybe not necessarily being overtly said, but just kind of subconsciously in the back of my head, like, 
we we toe the line, we keep together, mm-hmm. you know, if you have an emotional thing, fix it, or at least kind of keep it on the lowdown, right. <laughs> you know, let's not have a, nobody needs to know all of our stuff, which is true, okay, <laughs> there's a, there's another side there to that, is, right, like, yes, it's there. not that I'm supposed to go out and right. blurt it out all over everybody, but... Um, at the same time, you do need people in your life that you can go to. Now, I, I also have a group of friends that um, I've known, some of them since I was three, and most of them since um, middle school, high school, and we all went to um, high school together. We all went to church together. We had a youth group. Most of us went to AM, and we still to this day will share our grief and our struggles and our joys and all of that. And pandemic-wise, it's actually brought us closer together. If you don't have the app Marco Polo, this is an advertisement. Right. Just kidding, yeah. it's not. But um, <laughs> it's been a huge help yeah. because yeah. Um, it's allowed us to stay connected and to share our struggles and to say, I'm sure this has been hard or this has not been hard. Now, have they ever actually been in my house and seen the explosion? Because the thing is, like, I can say, like, I had a meltdown or I mm-hmm. had this angry moment. And your version of what that looks like on me could be completely different. different than mm-hmm. what it actually was, you know, mm-hmm. to a higher or lower degree because – of maybe your own experiences or whatever. And so, um, you know, we never really know what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where grace is so important. But I think more than anything, we have to have grace for ourselves. Like I said, my kids now, I'll say something like, oh, I just hated it when, you know, back in whatever year, you know, I had that big thing. And they're like, Mom, we don't know what you're talking about. Or mm-hmm. more than anything, we remember the good things. We don't remember the bad things. You and you're know? like, praise the Lord. Oh, because God's <laughs> grace in your life, though, yes. covering their eyes and their ears so they don't see it and protecting Absolutely. them. Absolutely. so we shouldn't beat ourselves up We over shouldn't. Things. Because, I mean, God now then, should we behave that way? No. Crazily and just because we can? No. That's, that's just living in sin without thinking that there's no, oh, well, God will cover it. Well, God does cover it. I mean, that's what he's all about, right? But it doesn't mean that I go and intentionally put myself there. And if I keep seeing it, am I really repenting of it? Or am I just kind of, I don't know, stuck in a habit and I need to really focus on it? And in the end, it just shows us our need for it, right? Absolutely. I mean, in the end, we're walking towards the Lord, walking towards eternity, Mm -hmm. you know, walking with the Holy Spirit, we hope, right? Yes. And then it just, all these shortcomings we list, whether it's mom, whether it's dad, whether it's kids, whether it's, you know, um, we praise the Lord for grace. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. There was a, way, a Bible verse that came across my radar this past week, and I loved it. It was, the horse is made ready for the day of battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. Mm-hmm. All week Good. long, I was like, why have I never seen that? <laughs> it's in, what, Proverbs 21. I'm, I'm sure we've all seen it. Too. Yeah. Yes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Probably. But there's so many things I've read through before that all of a sudden something will occur to me later. I'm like, I'm sure I've read that. Yeah. But, man, it's really hitting me this mm-hmm. week. Like, that yeah, makes human effort, sense. human wisdom yes. can only get us so far. That's right. And as mom wisdom, mom effort can get us so far. But we have to ultimately know, like, God has this, mm-hmm. and it belongs to him. And these little people belong to him. Absolutely. Which is why when you have your cra- – not you, me. generic moms, women mm-hmm. have our crazy moments. God's like, uh-uh, I'm going to put my hands and my ears right. over this little baby's ears mm-hmm. and eyes because I'm going to protect this kid mm-hmm. from yeah. your crazy mm-hmm. and your sin until you can figure it out. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he does that all the time, but I do think he protects our kids more than we think. We give him credit for totally. in yeah. our time of sin and our for season sure. of sin or whatever that looks like. Because, again, Satan, right? Because oh, Satan yeah. has to tell you, like, your kids mm-hmm. have hurt. You've destroyed it. Yes, You've destroyed right. your relationship. And there's no them. going back. You can't there's do no anything. There's no reconciliation. People think that. I Paul David Tripp, he's one of my favorite authors, but he wrote a book called Instruments in the Redeemer's Hands um, for Ministers for kind of this reason. But I just love 
the words of that. I say to instruments in the Redeemer's hands. Mm. I mean, that is all we are. Mm -hmm. And just asking myself sometimes, am I being an instrument in the Redeemer's hand today? Mm. And you look and you're like, yeah, no. (laughs) Instrument for bad. I'm not (laughs) an instrument for good. Exactly. But can can that be changed? Oh, my gosh. Always. Mm -hmm. Always. The Redeemer's always there. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for sharing your time with us, Sydney. We appreciate it. Little clips, any encouragement for maybe the preschooler mom or the elementary or junior high, Um, whatever comes to mind. So for if you're in the thick of it with your babies right now, um, I would say trust your instinct. Educate yourself, but trust your instincts. As a mama. As a mama. Um, Your babies. Yes. And then ask for or accept help when it comes Mm. because that was something that I really Mm. thought I had to – you know, I, I signed up to be a mom. Now I'm here, and I, I do it all. I can't I can't ask for help because that means I don't know have the answer. I we don't have all the answers. We're not meant to. And, and accept meals if somebody wants to bring you a meal. You're please. stealing that person's joy. Just help them out. <laughs> Just let them bring you a meal. They it's want true. to. They've offered. It's let them true. have their moment of joy. It's true. And and it, it there's so much truth in what you just said about um, people want to be a blessing yeah you know? and so and it, it, you know it's sure. one of god's ways of using and certain people's gifts that's what you know their gift is to serve you, you and are so right it's important to let that's people <clears throat> have those moments and i would say if you're an elementary person just that's where all your people are right now we kind of talked about this earlier just creating moments for them to um achieve and have the the, the positive outcome and then to you know kind of fill your Within the let them bear kind of the consequences of some of those decisions, Absolutely. right? Because elementary is a very safe place to Absolutely. learn. Absolutely, it's think. it's a great opportunity mm-hmm. for that. Well, and you forgot, it's okay if they walk out of school and they're closed, or walk out of the house and their clothes aren't matching, and like, they don't okay. look like a model from mm-hmm. the no. yes, pages. yes. Yeah. Um, and if they forgot their homework, don't take it up to the school. That's a really tricky one for me. I'm gonna say yeah. it was really yeah. hard for me to let that go because because um, because schooling was really important okay. to me when I was younger, and so like I was like I would have been mortified when I, if I didn't have it, and so like I just I could I kind of took all that on myself. So there were plenty of times where I was running really stuff okay. Yes. All right, I, See, I'm not I love that the should. people on the spectrum because yes. Debbie's like, heck no, I'm not taking no, it to yeah. him, and Cindy's like, oh yeah, because that, but it's. That's what's so great about mm-hmm. parenting. And our, like kids are, our kids are great either mm-hmm. way. But even what? if they weren't great, you're still an okay mom <laughs> yes, if you did right. or you didn't. Yes. And, yes. That, and that's I just find of, it interesting the ones who can let, because I have to say there's things I did struggle with letting go. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I've taught, but that was one thing. Seriously, mm-hmm. I had no problem letting go. <laughs> like, not running my kids, my homework, their homework up. Mm-hmm. I had zero, like, ah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I am so released from that. I don't have to run enough. I don't have to take some bunch of school. And, and I don't know why. I mean, no, like, that's, that's just, but it is funny to me how, again, like Chrissy says, we're all, you know, mm-hmm. we're great moms. We're mm-hmm. doing it the mom way, right? Which is not going to be the same for all of us. But it's funny to me that there are, that there are moms that really struggle. And I think yeah. it's because they, what, they put themselves in their kid's head and they're Absolutely. afraid their kid's going to feel mortified. And so you don't want them to feel that Absolutely. way. So, you're, so that's the reason. But I always wanted to be you. When it came to this situation, you know, like I was always like, I got to I got to say no. Like, I know that they need to suffer this consequence. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, and then I would I didn't always give in, but I gave in more than I wanted to. Um, and then I kind of Wait, did myself, you do that for your oldest? And then as Aaron, the babies come through, have you been like, Mm-mm, well, no, are you still the same? Pretty much. No, the same I'm pretty much the oh, same. I'm pretty okay. much the same. That's good. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's because well, they remember too. They'll be like you, and I'm like, bring. oh yeah, I did for that one. Mm-hmm. I probably need to for you too. <laughs> okay, but so you probably learned. Oh, seriously, remember? But you did that for Haiti. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like oh yeah, oh yeah. Main 
see that happen. And especially in the same school, and they see mom come up during recess, and that's they're like, true. oh, oh, yeah. You I've set been called out on that. Up. I've that's been true. called out that's on that. That's true. You're okay. kind of hosed uh-huh. once you start it with one. Yes. That's true. Except that's when you have a job. Like when I was yeah. teaching, I was like, sorry, I'm working. Yeah, yeah I can't do yeah. it. Yeah. And then um, for high schoolers, I just think, you know, keeping your own feelings in check when their feelings are big. So don't get involved in their emotional roller coaster. I mean, it's easier said That's than done. That's huge. So you're saying like when they're upset or they're venting to you, don't don't get in there with them and feel those like you I, have to be the the kind of calmer. You it, it has worked better for us when I have kind of not it's I'm not saying close yourself off because you you need to yes. have empathy towards them, mm-hmm. but there were days where I climbed in the hole with them. You know, and oh my goodness! Well, you're you know. such a feeler too. And it's I am easy, I'm a right? Big feeler, yeah. and so, but trying to separate like my or my emotional take on it, or oh, yeah. my concern, or my fear, my anxiety about what which was you've already happen. played out in your yes. head, right? Yes. Yeah, you said that earlier. Over what might happen if they continue mm-hmm. feeling this way or whatever um, can take over, and so trying to be more of a you know sounding board mm-hmm. to come back with. Like I said, listen to listen mm-hmm. and then come back with hopefully wisdom that can, comes from the Lord. And that can be hard when you're falling asleep at night knowing your kid's hurting. Yes. I mean, such a great that, mental picture. I know uh, you're hurting, but I'm so tired. It's <laughs> like, laying in bed. You're like, just, okay, sit up so I can act like I'm listening. Well, Maybe I'll wake more up. Thinking, I, I love that. That's such to, a good visual. No, like, I know my what thing is, doing. I'm more saying I can't fall. Like, I might fall asleep, but I'll wake up in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm more thinking, take it to bed with me mm-hmm. you know I have no. a hard time falling asleep Chrissy's going yeah I know you're hurting about falling asleep <laughs> no I'm thinking <laughs> like that was to me yes. like a kid would come sit on my yeah. bed and be like mom and I'm like Oh my gosh, I'm and literally like in my happy phase of like going to sleep. Okay, I'm going to sit up now and I'm going to act like I'm awake. I'm going to like oh, fingers on my eyes. I'm wide open. Okay, here we go. I'm ready. And they're like, it's little. I'm like, oh good, it was easy. Okay, <laughs> that was an easy world. Yeah. Yes, it wasn't yeah. a two hour conversation back when you're worried about which color to pick for your Valentine's box. Yes. I mean, it was oh just so different. <laughs> my hands are on my temple right now. <laughs> That's true. I there were those. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, man, Cindy, those are awesome little That's nuggets. Thank you fun. so much. It is fun. See, was this as hard as you were thinking? Okay, it wasn't as hard as I was thinking. Okay. <laughs> but I Cindy was coming with humility oh. and we've oh. we've swore up and down. She and had some fear. amazing things to share and she did. Mm-hmm. And we're so excited that Y'all are kind. she was here with us. So we appreciate it very much. Anyway, that's it from us. So until another day, this is Noisy Narratives out. Bye. Mm-hmm.